OG Welcome to the OG Magic Podcast by a bunch of guys you've probably never heard of. Uh, we've been playing probably from a time that you probably may not have been alive, but we <laughs> absolutely have an opinion on most cards and most formats. Welcome to the OG Magic Podcast. So, so who do we have on with us tonight? Oh, is that me? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm Eric. Uh, I played since, uh, well, I mean, I probably, like last last week you guys talked about how me and Gabe were playing before you guys. Yeah. yeah. Gabe might have been, but like I, I was in college. So I came home one weekend and Gabe's like, here, try this game out. And here's a bunch of cards. And we played for a little while. And I'm like, that's cool. But it was like, it was after the fact. Gabe had already had a significant portion of cards. And I, uh, Jumped in with both feet because I'm a giant nerd. But uh. <laughs> so but you're you, the if if we're the OG podcast, you're the O O O O G, right? The O-O-G. old original gang, original gangster of, uh, of magic. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, we we jumped right in, man. It was just one of those where I'm like, this is awesome, and it's uh, a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. But I mean, we, I remember, we talked about it last week. I remember playing at Hodge's kitchen table. Mm-hmm. And everybody talks about playing at the kitchen table. Like that was a thing for us. Like we played at the kitchen table. Like I just had a self and he we thought he was like, oh, we gotta yeah, like, well, we gotta, we gotta like get was, out and get early, you know. That was one of the 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 things that drew me in initially is that like there's that mystery to it because like pre-internet you didn't know what any like what was it, any card was right. Like if when I bought a booster pack, anything could be in there. You know when I pulled. I, what, what was a big card I had when I pulled birds of paradise, I thought it was the most awesome thing yeah. where I'm like, Oh, it's fast. You know, this is, this is great. And Kurt eight was, you know, again, these are my favorites from way back yeah. when. But, uh, yeah. Right. Right. But, so, so Eric, do you remember uh, the first deck you made? Uh, my first thing I did, I made two decks. I made uh, the red green, like Kurt ape and channel fireball basically were just like, Hey, this deck builds itself. Add right, lightning right. bolts, land of worlds. And uh, I think I had, dumb stuff like dragon whelp and uh well and you said you recognized i had jay and daytona because i was like i'm yeah, running yeah. out of cards i might as well have i need to draw more yeah right so, right nice and, and what was the, the uh, what was, was the other one yeah the other one was uh black and blue just because i wanted to play uh bog wraith with swamp presence and uh and then my combo combo part. yeah exactly that was big uh, combo combo <laughs> nice 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 um and um, what about tournaments? Did you were you playing in tournaments back then, or? I remember the first. I have like solid memories of the first two tournaments I played in. The first one was at Ferrum, and okay. it was like a Magic Club. And uh, me and my roommate went to play, and he was playing my Demir deck, and I was playing the uh, Gruel. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, the, I, you know, again, I went heavy. I read everything I could. I bought, you know, the Duelist, Inquest, whatever magazine was available. Yeah, duelist. God, that's 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 old school. Absolutely. And then I went to this tournament, and all these dudes, uh, I think they were the proto commander players because every deck they had was over 100 cards. <laughs> Giant. Right. Um, so right. me and my roommate hosted <clears throat> to the finals where I crushed him because he was terrible and I knew what I was doing. <laughs> or comparatively, anyway. And again, Channel Fireball is just not fair sometimes. Where it's just we like, talked about that last week too. We yeah. talked about that last week. Hey, they would you like sacrifice right in it. Like, yep. uh, got, got to be the most iconic combo in Amer- in magic history, you know? 
Yeah, it's just so mean, man. It's so I, I went to our local uh, card store, and uh, we were talking about cards that need to be unbanned. Somebody brought up Channel, and I was like, uh, like I would love to see Channel unbanned, but like that's never going to happen. Because like, yeah. I mean, think about this. You can channel in your Ulamog on turn two. Mm. Think about that. You can channel in your Emrakul on turn two. Like, who cares you're seven? You just took your turn, your opponent's turn, and they're going to attack them the next turn, and they're they're just now playing their second land. I don't know. They Seems had fair. they had that Seems card um, with Tibalt's Trickery that came out not all that long. I swear it kind of. I mean, in some ways, it kind of felt like channel. It I did. mean, they cast it on turn two if they had the right setup. You, I mean, you're dead. You know, which I mean, kind of sucked. They, they had to readjust the rules in modern and legacy because of it. So that yeah. kind of shows you what you're. You're spot on. It's it's yeah. busted. Yeah, it's a busted card. It, it was so busted because you just get freaking uh, that the planeswalker in a turn and goes, oh, I'm just exile your exile this and exile that and now I get to play it. Oh, I oh, absolutely loathe that card on, on arena. It was brutal where it's just like, oh, I'm going to do this and uh, like, uh, what was the card? Well, I mean, in historic, it was Ulamog or uh, yeah, whatever. So it was just like, oh, this is pointless. <laughs> It, it just felt like not even playing magic. You know, I mean, it was basically like a coin flip kind of thing. If you had the, it was, had the it stuff, was. you, you just watched them mulligan down to four and you're like, oh, cool. And then they hit the combo. Then turn two, they still hit the combo. You're like, oh, okay, I yes, guess game I'll, uh, game over. So, Eric, if I remember correctly, your, uh, your red green deck before it was called Gruel, it was, didn't you call it the Fate of King? Yes, man. Fate Land Destruction. Because nice. that rain is for real. So what tell tell us about the uh, the the origin of the name Fate Akeem? Oh, I'm a Dune nerd. I mean, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and they're you know the Fate Akeem and the the Fremen. They were goals yeah. to destroy Harkonnens on Arrakis, and I figured I'd just steal that. And uh, again, naming your deck in, in retrospect seems super pretentious and kind of like a douche move, uh, like that kind of thing. I don't know, man. I I love like I don't know. I love like the names of decks over the years. You know, like yep, yep, yep. I was watching a, uh, I was watching a video. Uh, there's this guy on uh, YouTube. Uh, he the name of his channel is Bosch and Roll, and he does a lot of legacy videos. And there's one um, there's one video called Nick Fit. Uh, that's the name of the deck. And it's just a cool. Uh, it's just a super cool deck, and. Uh, I mean, it doesn't, you know, like you can tell somebody got creative with the name. It doesn't really refer to any of the cards in the, well, you know, in the deck. Those, like Ponza and. Yeah, exactly. Ponza is another cool name. Like it's a, it's a deck, like there's nothing in their name Ponza. Right. Like uh, how do they come up with the name Ponza? Uh, it's a, I think it's a pizza place or maybe it's a street. Their that's, favorite pizza place was on something like that. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I think um, uh, the pushback, like again. When I worked at Star City for my brief tenure there, and I was responsible for some occasionally naming decks in terms of not the pushback on like when someone would come at you with a random nonsensical name that even if it was super cool, they nixed is just because it basically excludes people who don't know right out the gate. Right. If you're a newbie, yeah. Yeah. it gives you that like, oh, uh, Here's another thing I don't know. So it's, a, but God forbid you have to learn something, you know, like God forbid you got to learn something new. I agree with that. But like, I guess when you're at that site, you want to make it as easy as entry when your goal is to what? sell cars to newbies. Capitalism crushing all the fun again, you know? 
Damn uh, don't get me started. <laughs> easy, easy, easy on yeah. your uh, easy on your. Uh... I'll wave my red flag, man. Don't don't, yeah. don't get me yeah. started. Literally. So, do you guys want to jump into some some magic talk, like about uh, current stuff going on? You said you guys have been uh, speculating on some of the new cards. What have you been What have you been looking at? I mean, Eric and I are real heavy on a couple cards. Like a real because like, a couple cards we're real heavy on. Obviously, obviously everybody's heavy on Busaju, right? Like everybody's like <clears throat> on Busaju. Like everybody thinks Busaju is going to be the next, like just total like end all be all, and it's great. Let me, let me let me throw that out there. It's fantastic, and a lot of things I've been watching says that it's great. Even some of the pros that have been playing it, and YouTubers have been playing it, saying. This card makes other decks just fantastic. What's the uh, what's the current what's the current price on Bosaju now? Twenty. Twenty came down came down eighteen dollars over the past three days. Okay. Haven't so, just yeah. checked it at TGC Player. You can order one from there for twenty one. Twenty one. Okay. Consistently. Um, so you think that's a good buy or no? I'm gonna wait a little bit. I think. It's a rare, so supply is going to go up as people open more boxes and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Max. But the demand is going to be there because it, I mean, all right, it's in, it's a modern staple and like basically you need three or four if you're playing Amulet, right? Uh, any other green decks is going to be in. Uh, it's probably green decks in Pioneer. I mean, like it's just freebie. It's the cost, of, uh, opportunity yeah. cost. So yeah, uh, I, I, pl- I play two. I play two of my standard deck. I mean, I'm playing standard and I'm playing two of them. Sure. So, I mean, I and then, of course, again, the real driver for when a, what causes a card to go up, in my mind, is when it's demanding commander. And again, every green commander deck wants that. Like, it's almost worth playing green just to have that, you know, if at a certain point where, here, here's my land and or I'll remove some of your stuff. Is there a price you guys think it'll think it'll go up to or what do you expect? Uh, I don't think there's a ceiling on it once it goes out of print, but while yeah. it's in print, it's uh, I'm hoping it drops to 15. That's what my that that's my what both is. of us that's what both of us are saying that it goes down to about around 15 bucks. We're both saying that that's a buy 15. dollars I would I would wait until about it's 15 because it's hard because I'm thinking like I'm yeah. going to give it another three or four days to see if it continues to slowly slip down. But if it stays at 20, I think I just have to dive Bull in. Trigger, man. So I can play. So I can play my amulet deck if I decide. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nice. Nice. What else? What else? You guys got your eyes on besides Poseidon? Uh, I think. What is it? Lion Sash. Mm-hmm. Lion Sash is great. Um, it can be. It can be a really good card for, especially for <clears throat> standard. Um, I think it could be really good. I just um, think it's going to be uh, like it's one of the top tier pioneer decks, or you know that archetype with uh. Artifacts affinity just came. I don't know if it's actually affinity in Pioneer, but but lots of uh, artifact stuff with in in uh, in Soul artifact and everything. I was listening to the uh, the midweek metagame podcast where they talk about modern. Uh, you mean Rose talking about playing cards? Yeah, yeah. People <laughs> people that actually know what they're talking about. Not washed up old guys. Uh huh. Not not the OGs. <laughs> uh, but uh, Nasif, he wasn't he wasn't particularly taken with Lion Sash. No. No. He said, he says, you know, yep. he said, you know, it's good, it's decent with Stoneforge Mystic, but if you don't have Mystic, it's it's not that good. I mean, I don't know. I haven't played with the cards. Hard to say. I mean, it seems like it's good, but you know, there's such a high power level in in modern. 
Yeah, it, it probably won't break in the water, as, or it'll be a yeah. sideboard kind of situation, maybe. I don't know. I'll tell you yeah. one, Eric and I both are pretty high on his regular bank buster. Um, mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. card, it's really cheap right now. And that card, I'm going to tell you, um, even is it decks are starting to use right the bank buster to draw cards. And eventually you get some value out of it after you draw your cards, you know. That deck, that deck's just like fiending for a way to draw cards after all the bands and everything else. So it's just fiending for a way to draw cards early. And the bank buster's well, it. And also it, it becomes a, a win con where it creates tokens and that can pilot your uh, your your bank buster. So and like I said, it's it's draw, it's a, a win con. And why would and it's colorless? Why wouldn't you play it? You know, I see it another commander option there too. Yeah, yeah. March of other otherworldly light. That's another one. So what, that, tell me, tell me what that one does. So March of the otherworldly light. Um, it says as an additional cost to this spell, you may exile any number of white cards from your hand. Mm-hmm. This spell costs two less to cast for each card exiled that way. Exile target artifact, creature, or enchantment with a mana value X or less. And it's one white and X. Yeah, that does seem really good. That's like a, what the, the modern was a prismatic ending. Is that the. It's, it's prismatic ending, but at an instant speed. And that's where prismatic ending kind of fails in mm-hmm. modern. Is it prismatic mm-hmm. ending? In, instant? I don't know. I can sorcery. No, nope, it's, okay. it's sorcery. Uh, it's the pitch endings. option where you can. Like the pitch option, yeah. Pitch option. I mean, that's that's the where only modern, thing, that's where modern lives, right? Pitch in the pitch yeah. option. The only yeah. thing that I think like might keep that out of modern is or not out of it, but make it less thing. It's just it's basically a another solitude, and solitude's got a creature attached, right? Like right. So I, mean, I think I, I still think it's going to be a good level. pioneer card, and it's i'm seeing it being played on uh standard on arena it seems like a solid standard card at the very least you it's know? wrecked me a little bit I, yeah I, my portable holes have taken a beating with those things <laughs> it's a cycle too right there's one for one of those for each color i think yeah there is but they all do something different yeah all the marches do something different that's right. the best uh, one i think the black one's pretty good i've like where it Deals X damage and you gain X life to any target. I think uh, it's like a drain life kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and it might just be creatures. It might not be your face because that might be too strong. But uh, but yeah, that's that I've, I've seen some of that played. Um, I haven't seen any others. I, well, I played the red in uh, draft today, but that's not really a measure of how good it is anywhere else. So, what did you think of the? Uh, what did you think of the the Kamigawa drafty? I haven't, I haven't had a chance to draft. I played a sealed uh, pre-release, but I haven't drafted yet. This was my first one. Um, okay. And and I did pretty well. I got a five winner in the bronze because because bronze is easy picking. I'm, I'm a I'm more of a gold player than I am a bronze. I, like, I wouldn't <laughs> claim to be any good at all, but I, I'm a little better than bronze. Um, <laughs> He's a solid gold. Yeah, yeah, I'm a straight gold. Once, gold. I, once you try to break me out of gold, I'm just like, no, I got nothing. I'm I'm too busy <laughs> rare drafting over here for that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so what, what did you uh, what'd you end up drafting? I uh, went Rakdos. Um, I got a Hidek Pseudo or Hid, how do you say that name? Hid, Hidetsu, Hidetsu, I don't know, Hidexu, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Hidexu go. 
devouring chaos. Yeah, that he's the demon, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he he was mediocre. Um, but I got you know some decent removal, and uh, I think I that guy's. Quick... I think that guy's going to see play in commander. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if he's a legendary and not awful, we'll see some play in commander. He's but... legendary. Um, what does I mean, what does he do? So he's four mana. Yeah. So he's he's black and three colorless. Mm-hmm. Uh, a black sacrifice creature, scry two. Uh, two and a red. Exile top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. But if you exile a non-land card this way, a Dexu Devouring Chaos deals damage equal to the exiled card mana's value to target to any target. Oh wow, that does seem good. Mm-hmm. Commander. Yeah, that seems really good. And draft is pretty good too. Yeah. Um, he is a must kill, which my opponents did fairly effectively, sadly. <laughs> but but uh what else what did I like there? There's also um there's a three mana artifact guy who's a two-two. And but when you attach him, he makes whatever attacks, or actually he gets he does it too, where it goes, he gets plus two, plus zero. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um, I forget his name, but that thing's very effective, man. Uh it just attach it to something and destroy their like you know something you don't mind dying and it, it kills whatever has three top or if you can or if you can get it on an evasive creature i um i like I say i played in the pre-release a couple of weeks ago and i i had i played ended up playing uh, demir ninjas mm-hmm. and i had i had that card in my deck and you know with the flyers or evasive creatures it was really close the game out pretty quick yeah but i had some of those i had the uh the saga that does one damage twice and then it turns into a two, two and that, that uh, out of the gate, that's just great where it's just like ping, ping and uh, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Um, so what did you, uh, what did you end up losing to in the, in the draft? Uh, well, once I lost to flood, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I, I lost to a Selesnia deck that just pounded me. It was just one yeah. of those where like, I'd play a card and they would remove it or they'd play something much fatter immediately. And I was just like, uh-huh. okay, I guess I get outpaced here. Right. And then I lost to a Demir deck that uh, he just flew over me and kept my creatures off. Yeah. Off the board. But it was fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. I usually, I'm too, I'm too cheap to do the player drafts too much, man. Cause 10,000 gold, that's a lot. And I don't want to, I already spent too much on arena, you know, uh, yeah, if we want to seg into the arena economy, because I think that's brutal. Um, it is brutal, and they keep making it worse. Like, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but at a certain point, it's just like, dude, uh, how am I supposed to keep spending this money to just to play? You know, I heard something on. Apparently, there was something going around Twitter this week about a a hedge fund or something was trying to petition Wizards of the Coast to improve uh improve arena's economy because it was so bad i like some uh, hedge fund with some influential magic players associated with it i have no idea whether that's going to do anything but uh, uh what other like it's one of those where the more initially you hear it and you're like i kind of agree with what they're saying and then the more you hear about it, you're like oh you don't really care about what I care about. You care about like they're talking about splitting Wizards of the Coast off from uh, Hasbro because Hasbro right. loses money hand over fist, except for Wizards of the Coast. Right. And so right. they're like, oh, well, if you do this, we'll make more money, and maybe you'll address these concerns, or maybe you don't. Who cares? As long as I make money. Again, when, going back to the thing about capitalism, yeah, capitalism yeah. killing killing the fun, right? Yeah, I mean, usually I if there's. Cat. 
if hedge funds if hedge fund is attached to the to the word, you better be uh, somewhat skeptical of what's going on. That is a fact. Yeah, they are, they are not your friends. They have one goal, and it's not Damn. making magic a better game. It's making magic more profitable. Right. Yeah, especially when they start killing the Pro Tour, right? <clears throat> I mean, we've talked about that before as a group, you know, when they killed the Pro Tour. And they absolutely killed Pro Magic. And when we were playing, <clears throat> like, that was your end-all, be-all. Like, you were trying to get to play on the Pro Tour and trying to be able to play on that Pro level, trying to get there at least, right? A lot of I don't know. You know, like, for, for me, like, I mean, when I remember us, when at least when we started playing, I don't remember there being like that. Maybe the pro tour was just sort of taken off at that point, it but was. Yeah. it was like, I don't know, for me, it was more like local tournaments, you know, like I always wanted, like, I don't know if it's FNM or I always wanted to do well at our local tournaments at, uh, you know, second season. And then there were tournaments that were popping up at, I mean, so we should, we, at some point we should talk about our first interactions with star city and Pete when he was still, mm-hmm. you know, just a, a dude who had a store in the mall, a lonely guy that was just yeah. hanging out with us. Yeah. And then yeah. Pete started, he started running uh, tournaments on a uh, standard tournaments on uh, Sunday. And, uh, and then there was a guy down in high point that used to run tournaments. I remember going yep. to those. So, and, and that's where our first pro tour qualifiers really happened was down, yeah. down, down there. Yeah. That's the first one I played in. Because I don't really, I, I mean, I, I mean, I like the idea of a pro tour as an ideal to strive for, but you know, having at least some sort of local tournament scene that's supported, you know, I think that's enough to drive me to to play. I mean, Eric lives in Richmond. I mean, Eric lives in Roanoke. Sorry, Eric lives in yeah. Roanoke, and Roanoke has a <clears throat> pretty good scene, obviously, between Star City and Blade, right? Blade, right? Yeah. They got, I mean, I got a great tournament scene, and Richmond work you and I can drive mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. uh, both. Of, that has a really good scene too. There's always something being played every single night. Yeah. For us locally, uh, be it modern, be it whatever. There's always something locally being played for us. So we're lucky, but like not everybody's as lucky as us. I mean, they don't have the, the area that we have access to. That's true. In the, in the areas that we have between. Honestly, you know, when I look Roanoke back on it, it boggles my mind that, that Martinsville, the town we all are from, <laughs> had a, had a good scene at one point, like in the nineties. Like, because now it doesn't. Like now, if you want to no. try to play magic, you better drive an hour one way or the other. Uh, There's right. nothing there, and 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 you know we were. You know, I hate to say it, but we were the scene, right? I mean, between at the us, time, yeah, like yeah, we, we once were we left, the scene. it died. So it's hard to once argue we with. We left it, it, and it died. I mean, I mean, the store we we all played at died because. You know, we stopped playing there. So what do you think it was that made sort of Martinsville a, sort of a, a decent scene to, to play Magic back in those days? I mean, obviously it was us. I mean, we were part of it. But, I mean, there's other stuff, too. Well, I mean, there are other economic factors that worked there where Martinsville was just in the process. It was in the dying throes of where NAFTA got passed and uh, right. all of the companies left. So after, after us, it was kind of – there were definitely fewer people uh, – Fewer people who can afford to play magic work yeah. there, right? Like the middle yeah. class evacuated because there's no jobs left. Uh, right. So that was part of it. Another part of it was just uh, we aged out, and I think the younger group of kids just either didn't want to play or, you know, we didn't didn't have access to it or didn't care. 
we left. We left and we didn't leave somebody behind to, to kind of carry that torch in the area. You know, we all left. You know. Well, you know who else left was Pete. I mean, Pete, I, I think shortly afterwards, I think Pete pulled out of uh, Liberty Fair Mall. He did because he kind of took the same Toronto. Yeah. That mall was awful. I mean, it was getting bad fast, and Pete saw that, and he's like, ejection. Well, also, he got out. a bunch of stuff about trying to rent from the, the people who run that mall. It's It was just one of those where they're like, well, we charge our chain stores this, and Pete's like, I'm not a chain store. You know, like, I can't. Yeah. Uh, and so eventually he was just like, I'm not paying for this. It's, I mean, it's a comic yeah. store in a mall. It's not, you know, he's not knocking back millions of dollars at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at that, at no. that point. No, at that point, no. I mean, he did pretty well for himself. He, I mean, look, we all know him, and we all know he did really well for himself, you know, on the magic scene, you know. Well, magic wouldn't be what it is today without him. I mean, I don't without think Star question. City, yeah, absolutely no, no not. question. Well, without that's Star one of the City, that concerns me not. about uh, like not just the pro tour, which I mean, that's the that's the pinnacle where you you want to have that top echelon, but like. SCG tour like that's a, yeah. a big thing and he just like literally Star City just turned their magic playing venue into a store again where you can buy comics and uh, Warhammer and other stuff when they didn't used to do that the SCG tour is now uh, a few isolated SCG events this year which I mean COVID is still yeah. a thing yeah. so that's part of that but but also like they're getting rid they just got rid of all the people that write for them or they will be they'll they be did. gone at the end of february they yep, just yep they did you know versus live ends uh at the end of february so and that I sucks think, right because those guys does are suck like, those guys are legit like yeah they're Ross, good people like, Corey, I said, I like i know you work with them but like they're legit like they're part of what goes on in the magic community like people tune in to watch them yeah so uh, i mean they sucks. still will be on but it's now it's you have to stream and build an audience and you know as yeah. opposed to versus live is there for like, but also it's one of those where people like having access to it more than they like actually watching it when it's on you know yeah like how often did you watch versus live i mean for me like i didn't watch it live but i would go back and watch it later you know what i mean like yeah. if it was recorded to youtube or something i would go because you know, because sometimes they're recording the videos at one o'clock in the. I mean, I don't have time at one o'clock in the afternoon no. to tune in. What to, do you mean, you as an grown adult <laughs> are busy at one in the afternoon, man? Unfortunately, yeah. like I've made some bad life choices. You know? Like professionals have a job that they have to do, and that pays for the magic cards, right? Uh, well, it's supposed to. Uh, yeah, but I mean, even now, I mean, I don't know if you if you guys have seen, but uh, Todd Anderson, you know, he was he used to be a big. Uh, scg uh, tour grinder mm-hmm. on uh, twitch now he's actually going back and he's like re-watching all of the uh, scg tournaments and he's comment com- he's commentating on all of them it's just and i mean he's getting a pretty pretty decent uh, audience tuning in those got you know three or four hundred people just tuning in to, to listen to him commentate about uh, about these tournaments you know that's how that's how much uh, people miss these things that's true um and that like i I enjoyed well. Again, I directed some of those <laughs> events, but I, I and I enjoy watching them much more than I enjoy directing them. Frankly, yeah. uh, it's a lot of they're a lot of fun to, to like to tune into and to catch later on, like where you see some truly great matches between people who really know what's up. Uh, so, if you guys had to look back, and I mean, 
where do you think this thing, where did the train go off the track? Like, I mean, how did we get, I mean, we have this thriving, you know, SCG tour, we got a thriving pro tour and then, you know, five years later just comes to a screeching halt. I would say it's a combination of Watsy, like Watsy doing their uh, league. Like mm-hmm. I get the inclination mm-hmm. where you're like, I want to have people we can sell to root for over yeah. and over, like the same people as opposed to any given magic tournament where even if you're the best magic player in the world, how many magic top eights do you make at, in a thousand person tournament? Like consistently, right. like, you know, right. if you make 50%, you're doing crazy good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I get their inclination, but then they just seem to mismanage it at every possible turn. Just uh, let's have the event at the end of the cycle where everybody, everything's solved and no one gives a crap about watching the same decks play that they've been playing for the last two months. Uh, right. And, and then COVID hit and basically eliminated any other options. <laughs> yeah. When COVID hit, they all went on. Everything went online, right? Yeah. I think it was the best thing that ever happened to M- M- MTGO online. Like MTGO, MGO, whatever you want to call it. MTGO. Oh, MTGO. You know me. I, I don't even. I don't even that's play exact it. Same so number of syllables. That, 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 that says a lot because you know I don't yeah. play it. Yeah. Um, even though you're you are old as hell, you know I don't know why. Well, you don't you play know, it. usually your older players play M- MGO, um, and your older players are like playing that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't. I don't give a shit about playing that. So, you know. Uh, arena is way more fun i mean i hate to say it it's a it's a much better program there's no question way better arena's a better program but but the economy sucks yeah spreadsheets is the uh the problem i have and also i'm investing in arena for better or worse at this point um yeah for worse i mean for me though like i mean i i really enjoy playing those older for me i enjoy playing modern i enjoy playing legacy you know recently i've gotten into playing pauper and you can't play that. You can't play those formats on arena for yeah, some probably will never ridiculous be reason. Play them yeah. on arena. Cause uh, yeah. when you have a legacy deck, you've got something that's going to be like, you know, you might adjust, but in a decade, it'll probably look a lot of similar, right? Like, well, okay, yeah. a decade might be overselling it, but yeah, yeah. in five years, you're going to like, there's, there's still going to be a brainstorm deck unless they right. ban brainstorm. Yeah. As opposed to Delver's still going to be will, good legacy, right? Yeah. Delver's still going to be good in legacy. Five years from now, where arena the the whole goal of uh, historic and uh, alchemy is to make it so you can't just have the same deck, you got to keep buying cards. So it's kind of frustrating in that regard. Yeah, I did see that uh, what Hasbro uh, or I guess Wizards was they hit a billion dollars, I believe, last year in profits. Yeah, Um, which was yeah, they're I mean, they're killing it. I mean, they're they they have I think I can't remember if it was doubled what they had made in the previous year with Arena, so they were just raking in tons of money, mm-hmm. you know. So you know it doesn't if that's the case, uh, it's probably not going to change anytime soon. That's a fact. Yeah. Hey, and as a business model, like your business model is to make more money, and let's be real about that. Like your business model is to make more money. So if you're making more money, that's good for your business. I mean, come on. But, I mean, that is a fact. It's just, there's that, uh, like, you can fleece a sheep many times, or you can shear a sheep many times, but you can only skin it once kind of thing, where, at wh- what point do you feel skint? You know what I mean? Like, when you start Well, the truth is, ways. like, 
I mean, Hasbro, I mean, they don't give a shit whether they kill the sheep or not. You know, I mean, if, as long as they're making in the money, they they don't mind if they kill magic, you know, like, I mean, you would, you would hope. Paper that, magic, you know, right? They, they don't give a shit if they kill paper magic, but they get, do give a shit if they kill like the online version because that's really where they're making their money right now, not the paper mm, cards. Paper magic still is 75% of their market. I you think so? Stat- you think it's that With much? Commander, yeah, I think that's right. I, I, I agree. Probably with Commander, it probably is. And if Commander ever went online, come on, man. If they figured out a way how to get Commander online, I still they couldn't get Commander online without like putting you know a legacy and modern and all that stuff on. I mean, he's got cards but, from all the way back, right? I don't. Yeah, I don't you, think they want that either. Because again, it's the same thing where if you have modern on uh, Arena, you you have your deck, and then you might buy a few cards, but you don't right. care, you know. As opposed yeah. to, uh, you know, Alchemy, where hey, we nerfed your cards, buy more cards, buy, buy some new ones. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, uh, that's why I started playing standard over alchemy. I just uh, think I just standard is, like, is way way more fun. If they didn't do it to historic, I'd be fine. Um, it's just frustrating where now I have to like because they released alchemy and historic became. Do, can I draw my alchemy cards until they nerfed the alchemy cards and now it's back to normal until the next batch of alchemy cards? Yeah, it seems like to me at this point that alchemy is basically just a failure. I mean, I don't. I I, th- I mean. I thought it was an interesting concept, but I don't hear anybody that's really playing it that much as opposed to standard. The Hooglandia Open was today, and they played Alchemy. Uh, okay, okay. And I, I think watched the term, a little. The, term, of the, the tournament scene is going to be where it's at, but like he says, you know, there's very, very little. Like people like you and I, are, we're we're not gonna mess around with that. I'm not well, playing I'm, any more Alchemy stuff. No. Nah. Not buying any more alchemy packs. No, I might. Uh, I might yeah. make some for historic if I have to, if I want to keep playing that. But yeah, I'm with you. Even with that, you. I'm going to try to not. Uh, I mean, it's it's weird though, right? Because I mean, in in theory, I mean, it seems to me that alchemy makes a certain amount of sense. You know, like you know, rather than banning a card or restricting a card, if it's going to be in a digital environment, why not? You know, give yourself some leeway to you can modify the card without outright banning it. I mean, it seems like a decent idea, but it just seems like it's just people are just resistant to it. It's just it all boils down to how bad the economy is, where it's like I right, need these right. rare wild cards to make these. You nerf it. I've used my rare wild cards. I have to buy more to get more to play more. And it's just exhausting at a certain point where it's like when you when I already feel like I spend too much money on this uh, thing, you know, like yeah. I. I'm not the the biggest whale out there, but when I spend fifty dollars at the beginning of each uh, release set, you know, um, yeah, like that's that adds up over the course of a year. And then occasionally I'll throw in a twenty when they have uh, the set things for historic, where or where they didn't used to. They haven't had that in a while. Where it's like here's the, you know, um, booster thing. What is it? Right. Yeah. So it just it just wears thin. You think five hundred dollars a year or something like that, maybe? Yeah, that's probably ballpark. It might it might yeah. be uh, a little less, but it's a, that's yeah. not far off the number. Sometimes I'll do like if I don't if I haven't collected enough gems, I'll do the uh, set pass just because you get so many packs through that that it yeah, makes it worthwhile. Right. Ultimately. Yep, I yeah. do the same thing. Yep. <clears throat> so I mean, honestly. I don't know. I just were with standard so screwed up and with alchemy, I haven't, I haven't opened arena and I probably over a month. I mean, I just, I just have not felt the urge to open it up and play. Um, um, 
I get that because through December and most of January, I play, well, I play every day because it's just how I start my day. I get up, play a couple <laughs> right. games and yeah. and go, but I play to four wins and then that's good. That's good enough. I'm not going to yeah. grind it out. I'm going to concede any game that I don't want to, like if it's a matchup where it's like, oh, here's another, uh, is it deck that's going to counter and irritate me. So I'm not going to bother with this. And I just, I, just I kind of, I kind of feel like there's no stake. I mean, I, I don't know. Like for me, like I, I, I kind of feel like I need to have some sort of stakes or something that I'm playing, playing too. And when I first started playing arena, the ladder was important to me. Like making mythic was a big deal. But then I made mythic and I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. Extra like, pack. Yeah. yeah I mean, extra I, pack. Come on. I don't, man. I don't, I don't think that's an, that's not enough incentive for me to, to want to grind and no. you know build new decks and things like that and look man the, you the work you have it. to put in to go from diamond to mythic is is like legit work right yeah, yeah. i mean it's work hey, making it a diamond is i mean you're right making it a diamond is, does take a little bit of work but like going from diamond to mythic man that is that's some grinding well especially because that last those last two wins you have to like play 18 matches to get those last two wins every time because you go <laughs> right. up you go back you go up it's just yeah. it's frustrating yep. every time yep here's yep. here's the arch enemy on my deck every time in that last win i gotta that's that's the way the boss. inevitably you know yep yep uh so i mean and, you know I, i'm kind of bummed out about it because i think kamigawa looks super sweet and i mean i do want to it's a great set i yeah, think it it's seems a like a great, great set set they put out since the throne I really do. I feel like it's the best set we've seen since Throne. Um, was Throne a good set? I mean, Thronville Drain. I mean, it was a very powerful set. Come on, man! I mean, it completely People broke. If Throne was a great set, well, it, no, it like, broke it, magic it, in half. I mean, it, it, the the twentieth best card in Throne is still a card. Place. Like that's just like it's yeah. one of those where I like Throne, but but the power level there is just. They just turned it all the way up to 11 on that They one. turned it up to 11. Come on, man. We're they turned up Throne. Busted to, to cards from high, Throne. As high as they could turn it up and to sell magic cards. That's what they did with Throne of Eldraine. Well, and to me, it seems like that was like, that was sort of the the downfall. That was where the were standard and, and stuff started going down. So when they, they printed Throne because it just, I don't know, just choked everything else out. I mean, no yeah. other set well, could compete with it. You play the same decks for six months because the, here's the good cards and then we'll shift in a couple, but here's the same deck as you've played again and again. And again. You know, when the, the, like an acceptable card from throne is bone crusher giant is like, well, that's, we can accept bone crusher giant. That tells you how powerful that set is. I mean, cause you know, a ridiculously good card. When I just stop and think about the creatures I played uh, in the nineties, right. Like, what was the best creature you ever played in the 90s? Sarah Angel, Singer Vampire, Hypnotic Spectre. Okay, Hypnotic yeah, Spectre is the right answer. Yeah, Hippie, yeah. Uh, like, and and none of those, all of those fall behind uh, Bone Crusher Giant on any given day. Oh, yeah. Which is now a $2 common, or uh, uncommon. $2 right? common. That's crazy, man. It's crazy. Well, that's because Throne sold through the nose because everybody wanted to have 18 of their great things. And, like, I need Ember Cleaves and Questing Beasts and... Uh, everything else so what is it about uh kamigawa that you think so good whitlow why why do you think it's uh the best you know, since throne? anytime you add ninjas to a format come on man <laughs> i know how you are come on man i know you are you were like yeah i mean I, you know ninjas. i i do 
I do ninjas. love me some ninjas and samurai. You so. love some ninjas. And then you throw start throwing affinity in there. Come on, man. You're starting to hit my hit, hit on my territory now. You start throwing that affinity. Come on, man. I'm I'm like, oh no. Right, I'm gonna counterpoint because I hate ninjas. <laughs> you hate ninjas and hate artifacts. Not not so, in like the traditional ninjas, like I'm fine with the like especially like American ninja and old school ninja movies. I'm okay with those. <laughs> but in magic, ninjas can eat a fat sack of cocks. Uh, <laughs> but what makes Kamigawa great is there's a bunch of different avenues of play and they're yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you had told me I would want to play a vehicle deck, I would have told you give me smuggler's copter or get the fuck out. Yeah, uh, right, right. <laughs> but I played an Abzan vehicles deck more than any deck I'd played before. That wasn't mono green uh, in the last three months. And mono truly green. enjoy it even when I'm playing the horrible uh, is it decks that I've played over and over again. Oh. Um, is this the yeah, one with, was it uh, Grease Fang? Is that the card? Uh, yeah, Grease Fang. That is awesome. another card. Like I was going to say that. I was going to say Grease Fang is a card. Like It's probably, what, 75 cents now? Dude, it's like 30. I'm seeing that thing pop up everywhere. Modern, you know, all over the place. It's in modern, it's in standard, it's in historic, it's pioneer. Pioneer. The the Parhelia deck is is that car is going to blow up in a matter of time. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a great buy at 75 cents. I mean, it's cheap. What's the the rarity on that one? Is that a rare? It's, it's just a rare. It's not going to yeah. go up too high because of the rarity. Um, also, yeah. I think Camelgal is going to sell a lot because it is fun. And also, yeah. the flavor is cool. You've got, you know, again, you've got ninjas and samurais and vehicles and uh, sagas and artifacts that are cool. And you've got dragons that are pretty awesome, actually. And you've got there's uh, a couple of cool dragons. Eldrazi stuff going on, too. You like, got the lands, you know, like Boseju, you know. I mean, it's, yeah. Like, it's, it's got something for everybody. And then the Asian flavor is fun, man. Like I, I, I wasn't playing when the old Kamigawa sets came out, but they always seem to look cool and like, I don't know. That's a draw for a lot of people too. I like the I like the look the Asian flavor. I like uh, the way they brought in like the Phyrexian stuff as well with like sort of the cyber cyberpunk type stuff. Yeah, you and know. So like, also, it doesn't overwhelm the set either. Where it's just yeah. Here's the things you have to play. It's like I mean, like, the thing we talk about is the lands. Come on, man. Those lands are just cool. All oh man, I love the I basics, love the art on those. Those the are beautiful. Basics, I mean, like at a dollar a piece right now is pretty much what they're all going for. About a dollar a piece, man, they just look so cool. Like I don't, I'm going to buy a place, you know, 20, 30 of each one of them, and I don't think I'll ever play another basic. What do they? What do they get? Better. What do they going for now for a basic? About a dollar, yeah, about a dollar a piece for it's about between a dollar and two dollars, depending. Like some are more preferred. Island like probably the most expensive, right? I think, I think it's that swamp. Is actually the swamp the, really okay? Huh. Like, and it's and that is the best one. The, the swamp with the red hue. Uh, okay, it looks like it's raining. It's nice, nice, gorgeous. But uh, hey, the uh, the Hidetsku, Hidetsku, whatever his name is, Hidetsku. <laughs> How's it say that? Hell, but I anyway, don't know, man. But like, there's all kinds of variations of Hidetsku. Right. Yeah. And like, there's like a neon orange, a neon red, a neon yellow, and they're going for like hundreds of dollars for the for the uh, alternative art showcase. I guess that's collector booster stuff, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I can't can't bring myself to buy a collector booster, man. I spend three dollars and I get a junk rare, and I'm pissed. I spend twenty dollars. <laughs> how much is the collector booster? I was at thirty. Twenty-seven dollars. Yeah, I spend thirty dollars and I get trash, man. I can't justify that. I just 
Look, man, I bought I bought a collector booster for Innistrad a couple weeks ago. Just because I was like, man, you know, I'm thinking, all right, maybe maybe I'll get something good. Maybe I'll get like you know something. The the universal dream of all boosters, man. Maybe I'll crack this pack and I'll get the one card that I care about in the set. I got a uh, I got (laughs) like a a lottery ticket. Yeah, I got a full art version of the red and white land. That's the best card I got. I mean, that's a good card. It's not worth thirty seven dollars. And it probably never will 27, be, but 27. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I still, will say but, that I think one of the things that, you know, like, I guess this is controversial too. One of the things that I have enjoyed that Wizards has been doing over the past, I don't know, year or so is the alternate art stuff or the, you know, the different, you know, like they did the, uh, what the, Oh, what the hell was it called with uh, Strixhaven where they had the, the the mystical spell book or something like that archive. where they had the archive, mystical archive, right? Where they had all the old cards and like alternate art. And I, I think that shit's cool. I mean, I know they're doing it just to, you know, make a lot of money, but uh, oh, I, I enjoy it. If, if stuff. not for the mystical archive, Strixhaven would never sold. Because Strixhaven, yeah. except for about three cards, is terrible. It's a well, it's terrible, terrible, terrible <laughs> set. A mystical archive, you kind of like to play archive, for that set. But you're right. Like the the flavor that like the flavor that set is cool, but like as a like power level, it's awful. Well, it also suffered from the fact that it was coming in, you know, when uh, Throne of Eldraine was still legal, right? I mean, like there were these overpowered sets. I mean, Strixhaven was was really powered down. Yeah, here's Um, lower hole command, and I'll play my Broom Crusher again. Uh, Right, exactly. Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. (laughs) Eat that. (laughs) Expressive iteration (laughs) is probably the best card in set. Maybe Prismari Command, you know, yeah. maybe the best card in a set. I pl- I played a I played a fair amount of Strix Strixhaven Limited. I think I was preparing for one of the arena opens or something, and I really enjoyed the limit. I thought it was a, it was a fun limited format. Um, Pretty low power, and, yeah. but, and not a lot of bombs, right? Like that's the yeah. the key. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what they. I mean, in a way, you know, that's kind of what they've done with uh, Kamigawa. I mean, it's. There's more power in Kamigawa than there was in Strixhaven for sure, mm-hmm. but it's not off the charts like Throne of Eldraine was, you know. And there's a lot of lot of diversity, a lot of cool things you can do there. Eldraine with, with playing in the limited when that was just miserable, where it's just like if you don't get the bomb, your opponent does. Uh, like, like I don't know. There's any number of cards where it's just like, oh, you played that. I guess this game's over. Uh, yeah. Again, you know, Questing Beaster is ill hard right. or something you know where you're like okay yeah yeah so i've been uh, i've been playing some uh, pauper um you know so i mean I, I haven't i haven't been opening you know, i mean the reason that i play pauper is because they do pauper tournaments in richmond you know like yeah. hey i think pauper's hey, cool free box this weekend, weekend. Free box this weekend. Where you? At? I wish. I wish I could go. I want to go tomorrow. me too, uh, me too. I'd but, like to uh, go tomorrow, but i can't. Got I got a, family i got family in town so i can't I'm coaching my uh, my six year old basketball team. Gosh, why you gotta be a good dad? Why you gotta <laughs> so, be a good dad? Why you gotta be a good dad? Uh, oh, come yeah, on, man. It's, it's uh, making me older by the day, you know. But uh, I don't have the patience to do that. I can just say that right now, unequivocally. I could not coach a well. First of all, I shouldn't be coaching any basketball team at any level ever. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, I, I agree with that statement. A, a football team, I could pause. Like I have the theory for, but yeah. uh, tennis, maybe. Well, I can, I can assure time. you there's no theory involved in what I'm doing with the, the, <laughs> the six, six-year-olds. It's more like herding cats than anything yeah, else. I believe that. But, 
but anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely be playing tomorrow if, if they weren't for that. But they, they have another one coming up in uh, March I'm going to play in. Hey, I got my sliver deck in the mail. Got nice. my sliver deck in the mail. Nice. So I mean, that's the sweet thing about Pauper. How much did that sliver deck cost you? $24. Only thing I got to add to it is Forests and Plains. I ordered the entire deck for $24 off TCG. I mean, that's yeah. like the that's like the anti-capitalism, uh, right? That's the anti-Wizards of the Coast uh, but here's, uh, here's, mantra. Here's, here's, a, here's a mental note for you. I still love Modern War. I I'm still not, love Modern War. I mean, I'm, I'm not, not, I love I'm not sure like, that I do. I do. I mean, I do. I mean, you can do more powerful things, right, in Modern. But if I can, you know, if I can get enjoy, you know, enjoy Pauper at 90% of the amount that I enjoy Modern, I spend twenty five dollars on a deck in Pauper, and I have to spend fifteen hundred dollars on a deck in Modern. That's a fact. You know, <laughs> like that... that's, a, that's a that's a significant modifier. The hey. problem with Pauper is that Wizards does not care. Like it yeah. took uh, people just literally playing fifty eight lands uh, to, right. yeah. to in, the, in the qualifiers and winning them because everybody else was like, yeah. "Screw this, I'm going to let it go." To get Wizards to pay any attention, so yeah. that's the only downfall to Pauper. Yeah. But I, I I've, I've really been enjoying. I mean, it's it's a super deep format, you know, and because it's not a pro, you know, pro format, it's you know, largely unexplored in a lot of ways. And uh, anyway, I was just going to I was just going to say, there's one card in uh, Kamigawa that I've really been enjoying. In Pauper, it's uh, Experimental Synthesizer. It's the it's a red artifact, and when you when you play it, you get to exile the top card of your library, uh, and you can play that, and then you can crack it for uh, two and a red to make a samurai. And it also has, when it leaves the battlefield, um, you get to exile the top card of your library and play that as well. So I played against that card today in standard. Uh, Modern the red decks are good. Playing, playing that card in standard. I played a significant, I probably played three mono red decks over the past, uh, in this weekend. And I haven't played any in the past month. Yeah, uh, I played three this weekend. And I think I mean, they picked up they steam one because you can play Right. The sam what's the samurai who comes into play has haste two two attacks the dash comes guy, back to your yeah. hand yeah it comes back to your yeah. hand is that the lizard yeah. or oh yeah oh, no it's right. samurai it's a samurai um, ronin right I think yeah yeah that, something like that yeah and it's two two comes into play attacks for two back out attacks for two back out I mean it's it's super annoying um, <laughs> yeah hard to I mean, remove man well you know if I had not be playing the deck that I was playing probably would have been a problem. But I just got bigger stuff, and it just was. Well, Celestia is always a bad. That's always a bad matchup for Mono Red. You know, yeah. it's like you're yeah. playing big creatures and potentially life gain. Yeah, and yeah. the board. And, I mean, yeah, I just would gain some life, and it was over. You just have to deal I mean. with the embarrassment of playing Celestia. Yeah, yeah. Hey, don't hate because you ain't okay. Don't hate uh, because you ain't. I tried. To, I said something. <laughs> I was on a Reddit thread. I just. I, I have hated Selesnia since the since beginning of time, man. Like since I started playing Magic, it, there's something <laughs> in me that is against Selesnia, and I couldn't tell you what it is. I don't know why, but it just frustrates the hell out of me. I've but even man. thought about making a commander deck with a Selesnia commander, and every time I do it, I just sneer and say no and put it away. <laughs> yeah, but, I've been playing. So uh, in Pauper, I've been playing that synthesizer in a Boros deck. Uh, with uh, there's a glint hawk which is a 2-2 flyer when you play it you have to return an artifact mm. so you know you play the the synthesizer you get the, the exile trigger 
uh, to play the card, then you can play Glenhawk and bring it back. And it's not when the, the synthesizer doesn't have to go to the graveyard. Whenever it leaves the battlefield, you get that trigger again. So, I mean, you could with that and core Skyfisher, man, you can just go off. Hodges and his Boros birds. God, you know it, man. I just love them some Boros birds. <laughs> and I got to say, I just love Pauper like combos where it's just like it's when I first paid attention to Pauper at all, when we like kind of all got into yeah. it at the same time. Yeah, roughly, yeah. It was just one of those where I like, I kind of like, you know, you kind of scoff at it when you hear about it and then you see it and you're like, oh, there's, there's depth here. There's real like stuff happening. Yeah. And sometimes it's yeah. like, six mana uh creature stuff but uh, you can do that in popper uh yeah i'll tell you man there's like that blue red the blue red fairies deck the blue red delver deck in popper i mean that's a deck that can be competitive against anything i mean that that i mean it's just like an old school delver deck i mean you got brainstorm you got ponder you got preordain you got lightning bolts you got counters i mean you got you know you got some some serious tools to play with i mean i still got the demir fairies deck over here just gathering dust at the moment but uh it's the same got, basic premise, just black instead of red. Yeah, we got to get together and uh, and play some. Hey, you got to come, come up and play with us in a, the popper, one of those win a box popper deals. Uh, I can come up and lose a couple matches in popper. That sounds fun. <laughs> you can just flood out or not draw your lands. It's fine. We're all okay with that. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Um, it's yeah. I don't know. I I need to get back in the habit of playing, like. That's my my um, I've been on an anti-social kick where I just don't go out. So I've been trying You've to You've been on that. an anti-social kick. Yeah, for most of my <laughs> life actually, but uh, <laughs> but, but since COVID hit, it really kind of kicked in where like I should be playing commander on the weekends and then I just sit here and do nothing. And by nothing, well, Whit- I mean watch a thousand TV shows. I mean, I say that being in total sympathy with you because Whitlow, he often refers to me as the hermit. Yeah, yes. Know, so, that's facts. Uh, you know, so I'm right, I'm right there with you. Hodges would live in a cave if, if that was acceptable to his wife, but that's not. So, so yeah, that's right. what he does. That's Honestly, what he does. my apartment's not far off from that. Let's be <laughs> the ca- he would live in a cave and have internet access and be finally lit. And uh, yeah, I'm, I I'm see it there. looks like a fairly well stocked cave. If I'm looking at the top of your refrigerator. So, uh, yeah, there might be a few drinks up there. It's like a good, good cave to be in. I am jelly. I am definitely jelly because, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I haven't drank much lately. It's, it's sad to sit here and drink alone. Uh, you know I drink I mean? alone. Well, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Well, if you, whenever you want to hop on Zoom and uh, have a drink, man, I, I'm happy to have a drink with you. Absolutely, yeah. we should do that. Let's just let me know. That be that might be more fun than the podcast. Come on. Well, I think we. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think we can do both. <laughs> that is a fact. That, that'd be and we do, do do both actually. Yeah. So we've been going for about an hour. Uh, any any last things you guys want to chat about before we? Um, there's a couple close other up. cards I want to talk about in uh, Kamigawa. Uh, Light Pulse. That's one that that uh, Eric yeah. really talked yeah, yeah. about. Uh, I think that's going to warp uh, Pioneer. Um, I think Light Pulse is going to make make Pioneer auras really, really, really. So good. it's like a redundant redundant SRAM, right? It's a similar card to SRAM. Yeah, but you can you can tutor for whatever you want. Right. I mean that that's the best thing. And but it has to go on light pause. But still, who cares? Right. Spirit, if you got, Spirit if you got Dancer SRAM, is not in SRAM in play and you go get something with light pause, it still triggers SRAM. So Spirit Dancer is not in uh Pioneer, is she? Yeah. Poor Spirit Dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is. Be. Okay. Yeah. Not many people play it though. They play the Heliod instead. 
Um, huh. Yep. Hilliard's pretty good. It's yeah, pretty good. It's hell of a guard. It's pretty good. Uh, Again, Grease Fang, we talked about that. Uh, Reality Chip, that's another card that's going to, I think, uh, warp modern a little bit. I think that's why a lot of hammer decks are going to go bleed blue white instead of black mm-hmm. white. Um, mm-hmm. I think Reality Chip is 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 that reason. Um, I'm trying to think what else I got. My also thinking here. about uh, uh, Pauper, um, and I think this card's going to be good not just in Pauper, but probably in modern as well. Is the uh, the new Springleaf Drum the blue one? Oh yeah, the um, moon something. Moon, I mean, the fact uh, that it you know because Springleaf Drum is great if you draw it in the first turn, but when mm-hmm. you draw it late, it's no good. But this card, you know, you got that uh, late game effect attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mirror Box in uh, in Commander. I think that card's going to – so it's a uh, Moon Snare prototype is what yeah. we were just talking about. I think prototype. that card's definitely going to see play. It's a solid $0.27 cents currently. Um, I think it'll be a $3 common. Uh, mirror Box, I think Mirror Box is going to be crazy because it's got the it, – it basically negates the legendary rule. Um, I think that is a card that Commander players will go nuts for and I, I will never exactly accomplish what, what you want it to. Yep, <laughs> it is. Uh, it is one of those where it's a trap card where it's like this looks amazing, and then it's real expensive to do the thing I want it to do. And I, yeah, it sounds that's just the name of it. Sounds like a trap mirror box, you know? Yeah, yeah it does. Absolutely. It does. I have several of those cards in my boxes over here. Where I'm like, this is amazing. All right, I played it. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so the dragons. We can talk about the dragons for just a minute. Like, mm-hmm. some of the, there's a couple of the dragons who went nuts in price. Uh, and there's a couple went really went down. Um, the white dragon, Ao, the Dawn Sky. Mm-hmm. So that thing went down. It's like two bucks. But I think it might be the best dragon. Um, I think red's the best dragon. You do like because uh, when it the, it comes into play, know, it's four mana. First of all, do you know so the that's, priciest one? Do you know the priciest? The red one. one. No, it's red or black. The black one. Yeah, the yeah. black one is by far the priciest. But so like having price. Priced most of those yesterday. There, the good thing about again, this is, goes back to your like uh, talking about wizards printing different variants of each card and making it interesting. Hodges, but like the the good mm-hmm. thing is you can afford to buy any of these right now because like, I mean, like I think the most expensive for the base card is like four or five dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and but but the if you want the pretty one, the showcase stuff, those are like twenty something. Right. Yep. So I think that's cool. I think it's like uh, uh, cuts the barrier to entry down a little bit. Where I want to, because I bought the uh, I bought one of the owls, which I I like personally. That's my personal favorite. I think that's the best art too, frankly. But uh, but I, I also I think the red is just better because he's a he's a four four flyer for four, which is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then when he dies, you either look for more cards, more threats, or you get three treasure tokens. So ramp or dra- card draw, always, you know, a win. So that's just my take. I'm okay. just looking through the, just looking at these dragons real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're all pretty decent. Uh, the green one's good. I mean, the red one's good. The white one, I think, is really good. The black one is, is the most expensive. What does the black one do? Uh, uh, I have to go back. Why you asked that question? I was just on that. So the red one is the is the the cheapest one, right? It's four 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 to cast. Four to cast. Yeah. yeah. 
pretty big. I mean, the fact that it ramps you from it can potentially ramp you from. Junji, Junji is the black one. Yeah. And it, it's the one where opponent uh, discards two cards and loses two life when it when it dies. Or put target non-dragon creature card from your graveyard onto the battlefield under your control and you lose two life. So it looks Junji. like to me, just, just scrolling through them, it looks like the red one has the, the best chance to be broken. Uh, the fact that you can, if you have a sacrifice outlet or something like that, the fact that you can ramp from from four mana to eight mana on the on turn five. Yeah, um, hey, and the red one has my favorite name, Atushi. <laughs> the Tushi. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Atushi myself. I have to. Admit. I love Atushi. Uh, <laughs> usually a big fat one, but um, <laughs> but, uh, but like Atushi, uh, I mean that thing. Like he said, uh, exile the top two cards of your library until the in the next turn you may play those, or you can create three t- treasure tokens and his flying trample. Come on, man! Yeah. We know trample is pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a great card. I think. I think they're all pretty good, and and one thing you know is that commander players love dragons. Oh yeah, Kura is the green one. And it says, search your library for up to three land cards. Reveal them and put them into your hand. That seems good. Um, and cre- or create an XX green spirit creature token where X is the number of lands you control. <clears throat> That's, that seems okay. Late game. It might win you a game or two. Maybe I mean, I guess, flying, the, I guess the flying question, touch. Quite, flying question for touch. me is that at five mana, can you really afford to, to cast a, a four four flyer? I mean, I don't know if that's going to be enough. That four four flyer that doesn't do anything that turn. It's got death touch. I mean, anything anything blocks dead. But yeah, I'm just thinking I mean, like you. The, yeah, you play Kura, and then they the next turn they play Holebreaker Horror or something like that. You know, and ooh, you're ooh. you're in big trouble. What's the blue yeah. one? I, I can't find the blue one. The blue one, it's I, I saw it earlier. It's a six six mana six six, yeah, and uh, it has ward oh, ward, ward it. three, which is good. Mm-hmm. It's Kariri uh, Kariri, the swirling sky. Let me get to the actual card. Uh, it says when Kariri the swirling sky dies, choose one. Uh, return target non land permanent with the total value of six or less to the owner's hand. Mill six cards, then return two instants or sorceries from your graveyard to your hand. That's that's the blue one, and it is the cheapest one at a dollar currently for a mythic. You got a dollar mythic, you're that means that thing is shit. Mm, I mean, it's not terrible, it's just that's the cheap version. The expensive ones are what, like eight? The showcase ones, mm, I can look. The pre release one is going for currently going for $27. Oh, there you go. So it's it's just a matter of what you want, but I don't know. The blue one didn't it doesn't thrill me. Doesn't trip my trigger, man. Doesn't trip my trigger. It's not that great. But all right, fellas, I, I got all cool. I got to uh, I got to wrap up. Um, yeah. Any last uh, last words? You guys got you got any uh, events you're going to be playing in coming up, or anything you're working on? Um. I'm not. I'm. I'm trying to force, like, talk myself into playing commander tomorrow. But nice. But you Blade has it. a, Blade has a flesh and blood tournament going on. So they're like, come in late, and I'm like, ah, oh, okay. 
maybe. And they got like eighty players playing Flesh and Blood. Yeah. Have you got? Have you? Has anybody? Have you guys played Flesh and Blood? Mm-hmm. No. I'm scared to start another card game when I can't uh, afford this. I'm one. out on that. Yeah, I'm out on that. I can't, can't get yeah. it on something. Yeah. Plus, I have um, like back I am current. I am currently building Amulet Titan. Um, nice. As my nice. as my next my next modern deck. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, I've been talking to Eric because Eric's Captain Amulet. Um, I would say that. I'd say I, I possibly I, I know what you're supposed to do with Amulet. Whether or not I can do that in an actual game remains. He's uh he's been playing Amulet longer than me, so I refer to him as Captain Amulet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Amulet, and I think Amulet's gonna be really good. With Boseju, um, it really but Boseju is pretty good against Amulet too, though, right? Not really. I mean, if you, it, if, it, I mean, if you I kill say, kill their Amulet, it's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, I would say it's better for Amulet than it is against Amulet. Though. Yeah, I think okay. the, the advantage is Blood Moon. Blood Moon. Yeah, yeah, Blood Blood Moon. Yeah, Blood Moon and Dampening Sphere, and there's a couple other cards that are just like, oh. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That, That's fair. That, that ends uh, Amulet's day. Mm-hmm. And and you can still win with Amulet without an Amulet. It's just a lot harder. It stops right. being a turn two or three and starts being more of a five or six kind of situation. Yeah. So Hodges, Whitlow tells me you're considering uh, buying into modern, or is that? Uh, that's that's a fact. That's a fact. I just uh, I just traded in uh, some of my some of my cards to Star City for fifteen hundred bucks. Nice. Uh, so I'm gonna. I'm in the process of mulling over uh, how I'm gonna spend that 1,500 bucks to get into modern. Just play four um, color what, pile. What are the four color pile? Man, I don't know. You know, honestly, I, I you know, my my knowledge of modern is is not the the greatest. All right, All right. I'm, I'm gonna break <clears throat> it real simple for you. Get four red and six. Get four ragavans, and the rest doesn't matter. Well, what about fetches and stuff? I mean, you gotta have stuff like that, right? Like. I mean, the one thing that I don't want to do because I've easy got, to get, man. I got fifteen hundred dollars. Is like, I don't want to. I don't want to buy a deck and then you know, basically Hated. that deck becomes obsolete. Hated. You know, and or yeah, I don't that, think or, right. becomes obsolete though. Like, yeah, like I I understand completely your trepidation, but Ragavan yeah, yeah. is it's a real good card. It's an and also not going to be hard to move if you decide to, you want to alter. I'll tell you what. What I have been doing is. Um, I've been playing MTGO and mm-hmm. um, they have this service on there called card, card hoarder where you can mm-hmm. loan cards. Um, Cause I mean, you know, to, to, to get into modern, I mean, you know, it's going to cost you a thousand tickets or somewhere around a thousand tickets to put together the deck you want. So uh, they have a program where you can essentially loan cards from them. You pay like, I'm paying like $20 a week <clears throat> to loan cards, like up to like a thousand tickets worth of cards. Um, and I'm just going to, I'm going to keep playing, you know, different decks on there until I can find one that I, that I like. And then I'm going to go with that. I think that is the smart way to do it. And uh, if I were wanting to hunker down and get better at modern than I am currently, that would be the the way to do it is the card hoarder thing. It's just, I don't need a, well, a weekly, is it weekly? I thought it was monthly, but I guess weekly makes sense. Yeah. It's weekly. Uh, I don't need that extra thing, but yeah, I'm plus, hoping that's going to be temporary. I mean, I just I just want to use it until I find you know find the deck that I want to build. Yeah, um, and uh, so I don't know. I just we'll I just wish Magic Online didn't look like it looks. It's just it's, such a brutal deal. I mean, yeah, the interface sucks, but I mean, it is a way to play Magic, 
you know, like, in, um, and then there's, there's a big, <clears throat> there's a big modern tournament coming up in, uh, in, uh, Hopewell, I think in, uh, in March that I'm going to play in. So I'm, I'm trying to, trying to get ready. Oh, man, for that. I wanted to play in that tournament and that's the weekend my cousin's getting married. And I, man, I would love to play in that tournament. You got like too six much familiar responsibilities, Willow. Uh, man, my, I, I, I got too many people. I got yeah. too many people. <laughs> Tell these people no. I got to play magic. I got to do what's important. Yeah, I got too many people. family. See, you need to go back to you need to go back to the cave, man. If you go back to the cave, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I got too many people. Um, that was the beauty of my life after I graduated from college. There was like a year there where my literal day was wake up at like noon, eat drive to star city play magic for about four hours drive home uh eat again and then watch tv all night and then do it again the next day there's probably random masturbation thrown in there too <laughs> but but that doesn't was sound bad was, that doesn't sound bad i was very good at magic until i was forced <laughs> to get a job yeah yeah <laughs> capitalism Curse these responsibilities man capitalism an adult highly overrated yeah. adulting but Eric and I are pretty hardcore on Amulet right now, and a lot of the pros are saying Amulet's going to be really good. Um, it's always really good, man. Yeah, Amulet's really a powerful good. deck, no doubt about it. I, look, as a Tron guy, turn into an Amulet guy, big mana, it was not a – I was an easy convert, so. Yeah, prime time. Prime, prime time. time. Prime time. All right, fellas, I'm out of here. Yeah, man. All right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to see if I Eric, can actually get this one posted. Uh, yeah, this, this and Eric, week. you're always invited back. You know, uh, always. We'll see. It was fun. All right, fellas. Talk to you later. All right. All right. All right. Be good. Be All right. Good.